Hey everyone, you're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jax 47. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today we have Erica Serrano, who is a wedding Hello. photographer. Thanks, Erica, for joining me on the podcast. I'm so excited. I've been anticipating this. It's like Christmas Day. <laughs> I love that. I'm so excited. I met Erica at Overlook Barn, which is up in Banner Elk. Yeah. And uh, she was shooting a wedding there. And she suggested that I talk to her twin sister, who's now my lovely girlfriend. So, yeah, it's pretty wild to think about. I actually wanted to add this really quick. Um, this little tidbit of that story, because I know that you and Lauren did not touch on this, but I don't know if Lauren even told you this. I actually called her during the wedding and I was like, this, there's this bartender. He's so cute. And she was like, Erica, is he, is he cute to your standard or cute to mine? And I was like, I know he's cute to your standard, Lauren. And she was like, send a picture, send her a picture. And she was like, wow. I mean, she was speechless. <laughs> and then she was like, give me his number. So I just wanted to add that really oh, cute part cool. of the story. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it was just so, it was so random too, because it was a Monday wedding and we never do Monday weddings. Yeah. That's you know? right. I don't think I've ever done a Monday wedding. Have so, you ever done one besides that? Definitely not. I've done a couple Sunday weddings, but never a Monday. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's hilarious. Well, let's get, let's get started with, you know, your business, how you started out. I, you know, as, as you know, I love to hear people's origin stories and, Lawrence told me a little bit about how you got started and at, at what age. So, you know, just lay it, lay it on us. Like, how did you start shooting weddings? Yeah. So it is pretty wild to think about now. I think I would say now I'm in 10 years of business, but um, eight years of full time. When I was in high school, I naturally senior year trying to decide what you want to do with your life and where you want to go to college and what you want to study. And there's a lot of pressure to know what you want to do when you're really young, you know? Yeah. Um, but when I was a senior in high school, I started to really just dive into like just different passions of mine through um, the elective classes we had. And one of the classes was yearbook and they needed a photographer to photograph like superlatives, sports. And um, I just loved the challenge of it. I was like, this could be fun. Didn't think anything would come of it, honestly, but I just enjoyed that part of my day every day. So I did that in high school. Then as I started to dive into um, college applications, I remember having a conversation with myself. What kind of career do you want? Do you want something that's going to sustain you financially or something that would be fun? So I remember thinking, um, you should be a nurse. I was like, just be a nurse. So I was applying to different schools that would have a good nursing program. And I remember sitting down and being like, okay, what does it, what does it take to be a nurse? And I was looking into nursing and I very quickly realized I hate blood and anything to do with blood. Yeah. So I was like, absolutely not. I don't know what I was thinking now. What am I going to do? And, um, I remember looking at app states degrees. I just scrolled to the page of all the different degrees they offered. And I saw technical photography as a um, degree you could get your undergraduate in. And I remember, having a conversation with myself, could you actually do this? Would you actually have a job in this? And um, just kind of diving right in, hoping that something would come of it. Maybe like I would move to New York or work in a studio. And 
as soon as I started App State, um, at App State, I started taking a bunch of classes, darkroom, film, film, learning about the history of photography. And I started, we had to shoot like every day for one class. Um, and as we were doing that, I remember I was asking all my friends, can I photograph you? Can I photograph you? I'm really bad at this, but like, I, I really think I'm going to get better at this. And I instantly, once I realized the connection aspect of the experience you can create and um, the relationships you can build through it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm coming alive. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do, you know? So I was like, how do I do this more? Like, how do I charge? How do I charge to do this? How do I make a living off of this? And then everything else kind of zeroed off. Like I just, I knew for a fact I was supposed to be a photographer. Wow. I love that story. It reminds me of, you know, moments in my past where I was doing something that felt really right. Yeah. And you just like, you get this, like, I don't know, sensation through your body. (laughs) You're like, you're like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I love that you, you had that at such an early age. Well, you're at what age now um, when you were kind of experiencing this? I would say 16 is when I started. I would say 16 is when I started. Well, because I was high school. That was senior year. But I think I would say probably close to 20 was when I made the decision to leave. Actually, so this is this is a fun fact about me. Um, are you there? Yep. Okay. So fun fact about me. Um, I left college. I did not finish college. A lot of people do not know this about me, but I did, made the decision to um, just go full force with photography. And I was 20 years old. And um, at that point I was like, this could be the worst decision of your life and people will probably look down on you and did, or this could be huge. You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I think Lauren told me a story about your wedding or your photography teacher. Yes. That's a great story too. So yeah, actually, um, right before I had to submit my portfolio work, it was the end of the, um, it was the end of the semester, huge project. And at this point I had been shooting a lot. I had been starting to starting to get paid. I got paid for a wedding and I was just like on a high thinking, wow, like you shot your first wedding, like you've got this. And then um, I was like, I, I, it kind of lit this fire underneath me. And I, I bet you've had the same feeling once you realize like, wow, I'm, I'm doing well in this. And, um, I met with my professor and I said, Hey, I need to get out of here. Like I need to finish early. I need to go full force into my business. I'm ready to start. I feel this fire. How can I get out of school early? How can I take classes in in the summer? And he said, um, well, he looked at me and he said, blank face. He said, give me just a moment while I laugh at you. So stunned. I sat there as he laughed for 15 seconds. And then he said, there's no one, there's no way someone at your age, especially in the creative field will be successful. And he said, even if I could get you out of here sooner and could be supportive of you, I won't. And he, so he proceeded to not sign off on me finishing school early. He said, even if I could get you out of here in four years, I will make sure to it you're here for five because you need to learn the hard way. You're a little bit too confident. And um, I remember crying, leaving, and then being like, you know what? He does not determine my future, my destiny, my passion whether or not I'm equipped for this. So I left school the next week and just, he was one of my motivations actually. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? 
That is nuts. That is so funny. I mean, I, it's it's funny, but looking back on it, it's funny, I bet, um, that someone would like yeah. w- not want to support you as a in that field. I don't know. It's just, I, totally. wonder if, I wonder if some people who don't experience the success they want kind of want to punish others for that. 1000%. And this is, that's the thing. I think that you could, you could talk about this for days, especially in the creative industry. Um, There's such a comparison cloud that's constantly over people. It's like, they want to be successful. They respect, they respect your craft and your talent only to an extent. If it is more successful than they are, if you are more successful than they are, suddenly Mm -hmm. it's like hard for them to cheer you on. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's a sad reality. It's sad. And I think that's, one reason why you got to look at your circle and who you're around, not only friend wise, but for professionally to, to make totally. sure you're, you're going with around people that support you and want to have success and believe in abundance yeah. rather than scarcity. So, um, yeah. Did you feel that yeah. same way though, even with the beginning of your business beginning? Yeah, I didn't, I don't normally have naysayers in my life. I don't really surround myself with those kind of people. And I kind of, yeah. I'm kind of a lone wolf. If you don't <laughs> anyway, you totally are. <laughs> so so I, I didn't really have that problem, but I think as I started to advance and build, I could I saw others that weren't and right. they were kind of fine where they were at. And I saw others that were trying to grow and expand. And so I was like, oh, that's who I want to be around. And that's how I want to continue yeah. building a, a a friendship with. So I have, you know, different frienders in the industry. And it's been funny how it's how it, the relationships have evolved, you know, for over sure. the years. Which, um, by the way, I love the friender term. Oh, you don't use. use that down in Charlotte? I haven't. No, and I know <laughs> that you throw these friender parties, and I've been waiting for my invitation. I so don't. I, will, <laughs> I, will, I haven't I will thro- excitedly await the next. So I talked a lot of smack about throwing a vendor party, <laughs> and I was going to do it when I hit a hundred events booked, and. I booked the hundred events like in February. Wow. So you can imagine oh that, that I couldn't have a party because COVID hit in March. Oh, right. Yeah. So I was like, all right, April, May, we're going to have a party, maybe June. And then, <laughs> yeah. So you know, when we're, <laughs> when we're able to, to do that, you'll definitely get an invite. Um, Absolutely. So it's for a hundred events. Yeah. I booked a, That was when I booked a hundred. Now I'm at like 145 or, you know, Wow. so that is wild. Um, that is wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Erica, you, you started back, like when, when did you get paid to shoot your first wedding? Was it at age 19 or 20 or? Yes. So, um, that's another funny part of the story that I actually kind <laughs> of, I kind of cringe about thinking back on because, um, when I first shot my first wedding, I had a friend that was at App State with me. She knew that I had been really passionate about photography and started shooting couples. She said, she reached out to me and said, my sister's getting married in a few months. She's looking for somebody like that just really just started. Mm. Could you shoot her wedding? How much would you charge? So I'm just in panic mode, have no idea what to charge, what to do, what to rent. I have no, I have one film camera at this point. Um, and my phone camera is, I mean, you have to be very strategic. So I was thinking there's no way I can take this to a wedding right now. Um, so I remember just researching how much should I charge per hour. Um, and I just kind of blindly said $600, I'll, I'll shoot your whole wedding for $600, but I knew it would take about $500 to rent the lenses and cameras I needed. I ended up renting 
way too many lenses, way too many cameras. I rented, I think I rented five lenses. I was like, oh my I'm gosh. Gonna, yes, I was like, I'm going to kill this. And then I remember Googling must have wedding shots. And there was like 300 of them. I mean, I was like panicked. And I was like, okay, Erica, you're determined. Because I'm, I'm an overachiever in that way. Um, and I have the, like the strong three Enneagram in me where I just want to make sure I don't like to do anything unless I'm very good at it. Mm-hmm. And so I walked into this wedding with probably 50 pounds of camera gear on my shoulders. <laughs> I shoot this wedding for $600. Okay. And here's the part that I still cringe, cringe about. So I leave this wedding. I feel great. I had a great connection with the bride and groom. They were so appreciative of just anybody documenting their wedding day. Mm-hmm. So I, I probably shot 5,000 images that day, but I had looked online because again, I had no idea what I was doing. I looked online at how many images should you deliver? And I couldn't find anything. I was like, I'm not finding any certain number. Mm. So I just went on wedding photographers blogs and started counting how many photos they were posting on their blogs. Mm. Now I can realize how embarrassing that is because typically when you blog, you pick the best. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember counting 65 photos on this one photographer's blog and loving them. I just thought 65 photos, great. Send them the best 65. So of the 5,000 images I photographed, I only sent them 65 images. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really upset with myself still. I actually still have this conversation every like six months. Should I go back and edit more photos? (laughs) But they were so grateful I gave them the photos and they were like, Erica, we are just so thankful and appreciative that you did this for us. And that was it. And Mm. that gave me the confidence. It catapulted me because the florist there was very established in Raleigh. And her and I ended up connecting really well that day and exchanging phone numbers. And she was like, you need to be out here in Raleigh. And she ended up telling all of her clients about me. And after that day, um, I ended up getting inquiries just randomly. I mean, right and left. And in my very first wedding, my first year of shooting, I shot 28 weddings. Wow. Without knowing anything. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, thank God. But yeah. So you got catapulted weddings. into <laughs> the the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, is the that gauntlet. the right saying? I don't know. That is. <laughs> like it would you... be that'd be pretty accurate. Wow. Because there's and... a lot. You realize, you realize, and you probably realize this too with the beginning of your business to mm-hmm. now how much you would do differently um, or how, and how much, you know, now, whereas then you just kind of jump in hoping that your talent will guide you. Yeah. 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 And And what is such a crazy, a different animal? Totally. And one of the things I did in my first two years of business is take down notes after every event. Wow. So I'd do a wedding, I'd go, you know, go home or go to a bar or brewery or whatever. And I just like, scribble 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 like what went wrong what went well da, 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 you know and that kind of yeah. kept me going because i feel like totally. you, you get swept up in the like years go by and if you don't improve you're going to get left behind so you got to keep Absolutely. on improving yeah. in the beginning it's all through experience right you're learning so much through these events as i'm sure you My know God, so a, much a wedding photographer absolutely i would actually be curious to know if you still have any of those notes oh yeah I, they're all, I think they're all like digitized yeah yeah I, I i looked over them on the first and second year at the end of the year i was like what what was a pattern you know wow 
and the pattern would be um like the things that we changed you know it's like yeah yeah so give me an example what would be like one example oh man uh well my there was so two events i ran out of gas on the way Stop. <laughs> yeah, so you're kidding my Were first you just so panicked my first year yeah i i, I drove the truck because it was jack the midnight blue one um i drove that truck around and it doesn't have a gas gauge on it so i'm going to my event and i'm like you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm like so stoked i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna get there two hours early and ball you know this is gonna be great and then <laughs> the truck just stops i'm like <laughs> Oh my gosh. And that, so I got lucky on that one where I stopped right in a parking Here, gas station on the side okay. of the highway. No, not a gas station. Uh, just a guy cleaning a bunch of cars. It was just a random dude. And I'm like, Hey man, I just ran out of gas. Like, do you have, you know, <laughs> a gas can? He's like, wow. yeah, I think I got one. So he got the gas can and there was a gas station half a mile up. So I ran up to the gas station and ran back. Did you and, run? Like, did you just sprint? Yeah. And I was in my outfit. I was in my shirt, my, my white That's shirt. That's called hustle right there. And I appreciate that. <laughs> I respect it. So I can imagine yeah. I would have been, I, I think I would have just broken down, but you kind of get in this mode of like, I have to, I have to make this right. I have oh, yeah. to find a way. Totally. Cause you're totally. dealing with other people's day, you know? Exactly. And I, you know, I remember my, the, the worst wedding, not worst wedding, the worst day I had for weddings was when I dropped one truck off and I was driving back to Asheville to pick up the second truck and my tow truck crapped out on me and I got stuck on the side of the highway. Oh my gosh. And I had what to did call, you do? I had to call three people. I had to call my friend to pick me up. I had to call a tow truck to tow my tow truck back. So a tow truck, tow truck. <laughs> and then I needed to call th- another tow truck to get my next truck to the venue. Oh, wow. And at that time I had two trucks that I was driving, like two regular trucks not tap trucks and so i was able to make it all happen but i remember they, the venue oh. calling me they're like bryce are you gonna are you gonna get here like the wedding starts soon i'm like yeah yeah i am <laughs> i'm on my way yeah, you're like should we get ingredients for the for the the cocktails i'm like no i've got everything's ready it's just i'm a little i'm a little bit uh slow down <laughs> I've, I've heard about people who like have not shown up to weddings because they got a flat tire you're kidding me. Yeah. I remember this one guy, you know, he was, he was posted all over the internet cause he didn't give the money back. He'd like, or he said he got a flat tire. Who knows if he did. And he just dipped out on the wedding. It was like a videographer or something. Oh um, my gosh. Absolutely not. So, and yeah. I mean, and you kind of wonder though, cause I actually have had this feeling of what if I were to get in a wreck, God forbid, but what if something were to happen and I was mm-hmm. late to the wedding, it's never happened, but what would you do? You know, I mean, you kind of have to have those scenarios played out. Well, yeah, and that's something I did in the beginning too of the business. I wrote down everything that could go wrong. Wow! You know? So that helped me prep because I was like, Probably I know solving. I've done, you know, I've done other business stuff. Like I know stuff goes wrong, so let's. But I've never done weddings, so let's figure out what could go yeah. wrong. So I actually yeah. looked up bad wedding stories. That's how I got <laughs> thought of. Do you really? Do Do you have any bad wedding stories? Is my follow up to do that. I. Um, no, I really everything's been like super smooth. For me, nice. Yeah, and my guess, I don't know. Like, I've never had anything crazy happen, but I think it's partially because we don't do straight liquor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
actually pretty smart, honestly. <laughs> like, I feel like when people are taking shots, yeah, stuff's going to go wrong. Oh, absolutely. You know? The stories just go, they're crazy. Zero to ten. Yeah. So we don't, we don't typically, we've, I've only seen, I we only al- allowed shots at one wedding and it was because their wedding got rescheduled three times. Oh, wow. One of which was in Mexico. And so they, the Mexican, oh, the Mexican hotel took all the kept their deposit but wouldn't let them have the the wedding because of covid and You're so they, they they we we sent out a bartender to pick up bottles of tequila and they all said like it was it wasn't nice they were like screw mexico but it was like not the whole country <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh that God, one hotel but it was like an oh a, it was an emotional thing for them because they were like totally. yeah um anyway well, yeah. Let's, but circle back yeah do you have so, any bad wedding stories oh i have so so many which i think are <laughs> hilarious but um i will tell you one which was okay. which is probably at the top of my list and it's so funny to think back on but um i had a wedding in i remember it was inside of a church in december and um it was really it was a really cold day that day and everything kind of felt it was it was kind of a weird day i love the girl loved the bride but it was kind of a weird day you kind of just like felt like something was in the air that day. Mm-hmm. So um, the ceremony starts and the lights are kind of flickering. Like it's just like weird things that just like happening within the church. And suddenly then halfway through the ceremony, um, the three, there's three little flower girls standing up next to the bride and they start to like move around a lot. And they catch my eye for a moment. Cause I mean, kids standing in one spot for too long obviously they get a little jittery and like want to move around well then one of them starts to really look around in a panic like she's really distraught about something and so she catches my eye so i'm watching her at this point i have my camera on the bride watching this girl through through the the viewfinder and a few minutes go by she looks around at her dad she looks at her friend her little flower girl friends then looks at the bride and you see her mouth start to close and she starts to um, like pucker her lips up. And then she opens her mouth and she projectile vomits oh my all over the bride. <laughs> 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 and it was green. It was not just like watery or a nice neutral tone. It was green. <laughs> and it was awful i mean i was just terrified for this bride and the the bride (laughs) looks down she looks down in her dress and she's just like in shock i mean you can just she can't even show any emotion she's like has no idea what's going on and then she she laughs and the flower girl then proceeds to cry because she's embarrassed and she just starts like really i mean she's like weeping they take her out the bride continues they continue with the ceremony with (laughs) piles (laughs) vomits all over her dress and then that's and that was it erica pictures if it didn't happen i want to see proof. <laughs> yeah. i actually thought about that the other day i need to show those i wish i'll send you one. Oh my lord yeah, that okay that's a good story i'm glad you shared that i asked that question a lot and everyone's like mm, i don't want to share uh, i'm like all right whatever so oh gosh yeah well so that's, that's we great. didn't say her name so perfect, perfect. i think it's fine <laughs> So, so one thing I, I wanted to touch on, um, because yeah. I do know some of your story, is that you did move to California for a short period of time. I did. Northern and, California. 
and you did did you do weddings did you shoot weddings in california when you moved out or um i actually only shot one wedding when i was out there but um i was in northern california southern california is kind of where i would love to have a market but um i did end up shooting one wedding in southern california in Laguna Beach and loved it. I think that's when I it sparked this love for California for me. I'd love to end up there. Um, but at the time I had, cause you, you book weddings in, a year in advance, sometimes a year and a half. And mm-hmm. I had already had a full wedding year booked back in North Carolina. So establishing myself in California while I was flying back almost every weekend was super tough. Yeah. So I really didn't get the most of California or expanding my brand out there although it did definitely give me kind of like the fire i needed to know that i want to be back there you know what i mean Mm. like or just traveling and being a destination photographer like that's what i want for myself and maybe i just needed to be out there to kind of like experience the air and 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 then get excited Mm -hmm. well yeah you recently shot a wedding in mexico yes i did unico have you ever heard of it you've probably seen it through my photos Mm mm-hmm no. Um, so Unico, it is a resort in Cancun, amazing resort. And, um, I've been, I've shot at a few different resorts for weddings at this point in Cancun and I'm a huge foodie. I need, I need a good, um, I need a good entree. I need a good cocktail. And I typically <laughs> you hear of all inclusive <laughs> resorts. <Me too. laughs> you do, of course. Um, you should figure out a way to do destination weddings. P.S. We need to just figure that out. Helicopter the truck in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just drop it. Um, yeah. So, but typically all inclusive resorts have terrible, I mean, not terrible, but just not that great of food because they're just trying to pump it out because you've paid all this money and you get whatever. Mm, as much as you want. Yeah. But this resort is awesome. And then as far as aesthetics go, the amount of photo opportunities on this exact resort is unbelievable. There's like 15 different spots. I mean, it's, mm. it's crazy. Um, so I, I just would love to be there and to have like some sort of vendor, um, contract out there where I'm just working with them, but I'm working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got in there, you got your foot in the door, you've been, you've shot a few wins. Um, how did you even get that in the first place? How did that come about? So I would say a few years, uh, I guess four years ago, I, I started to Facebook ads. I want to say this is related to this, but Facebook ads started to become a thing and you could market to anywhere you could put in any sort of location. And I started marketing to like Mexico. I just remember being like, I just would love to shoot destination. And I just put North Carolina, South Carolina, California, Mexico. And so that would mean my photos were kind of just generating to those areas or people that were wanting to get married there or Googling that or whatever. And I remember a bride reached out to me and she said, um, I saw your ad and it said something about you being a destination photographer in Mexico. And she said, I'm getting married in at this resort. Would you want to shoot it? So I had never shot one there, but I knew that I needed to do whatever it took to get there. Um, whereas at that point I'd been probably four years in and I had already figured out my pricing. I didn't want to like really bend on that, but I knew that the only way I would be able to get in to a wedding in Mexico or do any sort of destination was if I made myself, made it an easy process for this bride. Mm -hmm. So I told her basically, if you, you cover my stay, you cover my flight, 
I um, will shoot your wedding for you and I will shoot the welcome party and I'll shoot a pool party for you and your wedding day. Made it super appealing, you know? Yeah. Um, And I said, I'll handle everything else on my end. So she booked me. And from there, that's what's been, I would say that's what kind of catapulted me to meeting all these, these other destination brides because they're seeing her images. They're Googling this resort. They're seeing my photos from the resort. And then um, the, the planners that planned her wedding, I became friends with as well. So it's kind of been, it's really been awesome. The whole connection and just having different opportunities pop up through these outlets. Well, it's, it's like funny you mentioned both the digital marketing and the network marketing, yeah. right? Or the networking, shall we say, yeah. because, you know, I, I've done some digital ads, but I'm telling you, when I get that venue referral, that word of mouth venue referral, totally. it's, it's so much more valuable than someone just seeing me on Google. Yeah. But if they don't see me on Google, you know, like it's, it's, exactly. it's, a, it's, hand in hand. it's a very Absolutely. funny game to play. I think the wedding industry is very unique in that sense that it, it, it really word of mouth is so valuable, but also totally. digital is becoming more and more valuable. And with a lot of other 100%. industries, I don't know if that's the case. Like my, like all my shoes and boots, nobody's ever, no friend has ever referred me to those companies. It was all digital marketing. Yeah. yeah. There's weddings. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Word of, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, for sure. I would say the first, I'd say the first couple years of my, my um, career, word of mouth was 1000% how I got my work. I did not do any marketing whatsoever. Mm. And, um, and I realized that's rare. I know now if you're trying to jump into the industry, if you don't have crazy marketing for yourself, because it's so saturated, you, it will be tough for you. And, um, at the time there weren't as many people in the North Carolina area shooting weddings, maybe that were younger. I don't know what it was, but definitely word of mouth. But now I realize you kind of have to always, you're constantly growing. You're learning how to stay relevant. And, um, I think marketing and Facebook ads and SEO, all of that has played a much larger role in me getting inquiries, booking now. So it's like, I'm learning it now though. I never really learned it before, but I know that you're great at it especially the SEO side. Yeah, I, I try. I've, I've seen a lot of people get success with that and content marketing. And there's this one photographer, Natasha Cole down in Charleston. Mm-hmm. And uh, she got on the Reels train, Instagram Reels. Oh, that's right. And she published, I think, like a reel a day. Wow. So she has like 200 reels or through, you know, and she, oh she said her, her followers jumped from like 5,000 to 12,000. Um, wow, that's crazy. all because of <laughs> short form video. Like it's nuts. Like that's it. That's know. crazy. Well, see, I, that's the thing. I feel like I'm going to, I might get some hate for this, but I think I'm a real, I'm a TikTok and real hater. I'm really? a hater. I don't know why. I think, <laughs> I think I'm going to get some flack for this, but I genuinely yeah. believe that unless you have the personality to, and she probably does. I need to actually, I'm sure she does actually, if she's great, if she's done well with it. So that's great for her. And I need to actually go watch them. (laughs) But, um, I, I think that I would just get embarrassed. I don't think I'm that great at being in front of the camera, you know, like you have to really just be good at that and be okay with being silly and, you know, yeah, you have to do that. And you have to be a video editor. Yes, exactly. There's so much to it. Yeah. And like add music and do the timing. And I'm like, I, 
I don't have don't that have time for now. this. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> so I, yes. I had my assistant do the reels. Oh, yes. Yours look great. Yes, yeah, I've that. Because I don't do them. If I did them, they'd look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's the thing. That's the thing about it is I've watched your reels and I've loved them because they feel just like, they feel like you. They don't feel forced at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of the reels I've seen through the end of the photography industry, it's very like, and now this is my outfit I'm wearing to a wedding day, you know? And I'm like, man, why is it, you know, it's like, it feels like such a production and I'm just, mm. I don't know if it's for me. But. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I think that I think it's funny because I used to record tasting videos of me at breweries. Yeah, <laughs> I'd put I a tripod it. up and I record videos. <laughs> I love it. But it was literally like they would be like five minutes long. Oh wow! It was just me drinking beer and talking about <laughs> it. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It was not very funny. And so this was back when IGTV was a thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So IGTV would show you when people stopped watching the video. You're kidding me. See, that was, would not, that would not be a good good help for my self esteem. No, it was it was bad. People on an average would watch like thirty seconds. <laughs> well, that makes like, sense as to why they did reels. Exactly. Right. They saw people were just not engaging with long form video, and they were like, "Well, yeah. TikTok won with that game, so let's replicate exactly. that." Um, yeah. And, I, I, you know, the reason I like it is because you can actually communicate and be helpful with the reels if you if you so choose. So mine have been kind of inter- entertaining, but also like, oh, you want to know which mobile bars we have? Like, here's a reel of the truck, yeah. you know, like totally or you have to be tasteful with it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And Super one, creative. one of them that I want to do, which I think would communicate really like what value I bring to the table for someone is having two bartenders and one make a drink on the spot and the other pull the drink from the tap, you know, and be and like, then have hey. people taste them and see the difference. No, no, not taste a uh, timing. Oh, wow. Like, like have someone yeah. make five margaritas and then have totally. someone pull five margaritas from the truck. Oh, like, it would be, there'd be no contest. Exactly. exactly. And that's how, yeah, I love that. That's how you pull so, them in. So I think it can be used to communicate value and that's what marketing is all about but on the same sure. hand it's like do we need another job like <laughs> as, as <laughs> yeah. small business owners we already wear so many hats and totally. now it's almost like instagram's forcing us to get another job they're like oh you weren't busy enough here become a video <laughs> yeah. production company as well you know right yeah and that's the thing instagram has been so awesome and so uh, pivotal in my business and i know it probably has yours and everyone else in this creative industry um, but it definitely, I think people do not realize the layers upon layers that this job require. And it's goes from marketing yourself to making sure that you, um, you're posting all the time, you're staying relevant, you're still being personal. You know, it's like, I want to make sure everyone sees my imagery, but it also feels connected to me as a person because we are our brand. So it's it's yeah. a lot. I think people don't realize how hard how how much work really goes into this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And I I used to plan out my posts because I was like, no way am I going to get up every day and do this po- do a post. Yeah. It takes me like you know fifteen twenty minutes maybe. For so sure. what I would yeah. do is I would get on a creative streak and plan them out for like a week or two or maybe a month. <laughs> wow. But. What I was That's realizing smart. is that I was just forcing it because I was like, all right, every day, every day. And so my yeah. captions would be dumb. It'd be like, 
I love love or, you know, <laughs> like, like I, like, I love it would just, love. or it would just, I would be saying the same thing. I'm like, you, yes. your, your guests interact, interact with the bartenders more than any, any other vendor, blah, blah, blah. You know? And it's like, right. All right, everyone's heard this a million times for me. So totally. now I'm, I think what I'm going to shift and do like a post a week and have it be five images, like from a wedding or from a shoot, sure. or, you know, for so sure. instead of having to post every day, which to be honest, yeah. I don't get, I don't get a lot of inquiries through Instagram. I get them through my website. So oh, wow. Instagram for me is more like a networking tool. Like I message, totally. you know, Abby, the artist, Abby Lynn, yeah. the artist who were talking about business books, you know, like, and I talk to Danielle yeah. about pricing, you know, like, so it's, it's, it's fun for, for me to use it in that sense. But in mm-hmm. regards to lead generation, I don't get a lot from Instagram, but I think photographers do because their business is yeah. visual and it, it makes more sense. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's an amazing tool, but there's so many there's so much information surrounding it and how to master it. I mean, it's just it's yeah. a lot. Yeah, but it's great. I, I love it. I love it for that reason. So you get increased through Instagram. So Instagram sends them to my website and I end up getting a query through my website, but okay. Okay. And so how does that process look then? So they, they inquire, uh, do you set up a a phone call meeting? Do you meet them in person, video chat? What does that look like? Yeah. So, um, initially I get an inquiry and first I check to see if I'm available for this date. Sometimes even if I am booked for this date, and if I feel connected to this couple, I will work really hard to see if I can get them to find another day that we can both work oh, together. No way. I love it. Yes, and it's happened. <laughs> it's happened several times, which has been so awesome. Wow. But um, second thing I do is set up a phone call or an in-person meeting. Obviously, before COVID, I was 100% of the time doing in-person meetings just because I feel like it's really important to connect with your couple, feel like you know that they're a perfect fit. They know you're a perfect fit. And I emphasize both of us thinking we're a perfect fit because there's so much to it that allows for an excellent experience, I believe. Um, so I send out a questionnaire. They either answer it before we meet or I kind of ask them in person. Mm-hmm. And this is me getting to know everything about them, everything they care about with their wedding, but also everything they've been through together, like their struggles. Um and I specifically ask about that. Like what brought you here? I want to hear about like the hard stuff because I genuinely believe the only way that you can, you can authentically capture someone's story. It's the most emotional, intimate part of their life. One of them, and you're responsible for photographing it. So how do I make sure that I like, I genuinely know about them. So, um, we go through this process of getting to know each other. And after that hangout, typically it's like a four to six hour hangout just because I'm like, okay, now tell me this. I'd love to hear this. <laughs> wow. And, which I, I know. And it can be time consuming, but it's part of, it's all part of the experience, you know? Um, and figuring out if they know that they trust you, you have one opportunity basically to help your clients determine whether they trust you. And that's a lot. I mean, that's, that, that's a big weight to carry, you know? So we have that, we'll have that hangout. And then right after that, I send an email the next day or two days after. And, um, I ask them how they're doing, how they're feeling about everything. And then if they decide we feel really great about you, we want to move forward. Then I send them contracts and then we plan their, um, engagements and talk about their wedding and get excited for that. 
I love that. So Four to six hours. That's that's a lot. It's a journey. When I, I know. Yeah. That's the thing too. Like I realized there was early on in my business, whenever I was meeting people right after they sent inquiries and I was planning these hangouts, I was making them under an hour. And I was not my turnaround, my rate for actually booking these people was lower. Because I think it didn't give people enough time to get to know me or to feel like I was a friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as much as it is time consuming now, I I know that if I can get them to hang out with me, the rate of people that book me after hanging out with me, I think is 90, it's like 97% of people. Wow. If I can get you to hang out with me and meet me in person, you will book me because you will trust me. I just know for a fact you will trust me. Well, it sounds like you're all, you're all in when you go, like, you're not just, you're not just taking pictures. You're really capturing an experience and uh, capturing moments and capturing love. I don't know. I mean, it it sounds kind of court cheesy, but like, you really, you, if you don't know the couple, yeah, that's, that's really interesting to know someone and to take pictures of them. Can I, can be a lot of time to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I, actually had this moment with myself and you could do this for yourself, especially now being with Lauren. Um, imagine say you guys got married tomorrow and you need somebody to come in and spend all day with you and they're going to photograph you. You have two options here. Pick somebody that's going to be awkward to be around or someone you actually would enjoy having around and someone that could feel like a best friend. Mm-hmm. How do I get there with you? Say, say you reached out to me today and said, I need you to for tomorrow how will I allow myself or what can I do to allow you to feel that closest with me in 24 hours? I mean, you have very little options of getting there. Yeah. So, um, I, I typically do not ask people a lot about what they expect for their wedding photos. I really just get to know them. And then I, and then the ideal response is at the end of it is they've already looked through all my galleries. So they just kind of trust me to go forward in documenting their day the way that I see it and capture it really authentically for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that makes sense. They know your style. They trust you. They know you're, yeah. you care. And you know, yeah. I, I'm just thinking about that meeting though, that long meeting, if they're not a good fit, <laughs> I'm sure it only lasts 10 minutes oh. and it's over. Okay. So that's actually something I was going to add in there. Um, so usually very rarely do I leave an interaction with a couple feeling like there's somebody better fit for them. Um, but Mm -hmm. there have been a few times that I have known leaving, there would be somebody better. I know that I'm not going to be able to give them what they need. And, um, you kind of do know that off the bat, but I, I've never really cut the hangout short, but I've just known there's been a moment of me realizing and then, saying to myself afterwards, like, how, how do I, who could be a great fit for them? Who should I send to them? And then, um, communicating to that, communicating them to them that there's somebody better, but it's tough. It's a, it kind of feels like a breakup with your couple. You know what I mean? Especially if they like you. Oh yeah. See what I've done in the past is if I've gotten the vibe that all they wanted was a bartender and nothing else, yes, I'm like, I'm exactly. like, go, I'm like, go talk to someone else. That's not what <laughs> yeah. we do. Like, we're not exactly. just a, a body. Like, or, yeah. Yeah. We're, you know, it's a whole thing. And it, and it 
the prices accordingly for for my yeah. business. So I'm not I'm happy to send people away because um, if it's if I determine it's not a good fit because you know yeah they're they're gonna look at the price sure. and be like no way I'm like yeah because all you, you just want a bar you just want a, a pair of hands pull, you know go ahead <laughs> hire a staffing yeah, company. Exactly. You know? There's a um, lot to that too with with just how people will kind of try to milk you sometimes, you know, and, and it's harmless. I think sometimes it's genuinely harmless. People don't realize that they're looking for price cuts and discounts. Um, and they also need to be educated on what goes into this, how much time and energy goes into it and why we are priced at what we are. And then having the integrity to say, I, as much as I love this connection with you, this is my worth and I have to stay true to it. Yeah. You know? well, and I, I think that's why I like Instagram and all this kind of more behind the scenes vulnerability stuff is because people see like, oh my gosh, these photographers are, are spending hours sorting through thousands of images and then editing every single one. Like, yes. I think that's been a good move for the industry because then people realize, oh, it's not just snapping pictures and sending an it's album, not. which that's yeah. kind of what you think. If you're not in the industry, that's probably what you think all the wedding photographers do is fly around to Iceland and Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) When are my photos going to be ready? And that's the thing too. Um, (laughs) Leading up to the day, something that I implemented into um, all of my contracts and with my clients is creating timelines for them. So I know a lot of people will get a planner or a, um, a day of coordinator, but I, have found that it has allowed me to be super successful in creating, creating expectations that I know that I can meet. So I create full timelines for my couples 100% of the time. I have to be able to write down when I'm coming in, when I'm shooting your details, when I'm putting you in your dress, when we're doing first look, how long that's going to take, when we can pull you out for sunset photos. That way it's, I mean, we're both setting each other up for wins as -hmm. opposed to a lot of people in this industry that wait for a timeline handed to them from the coordinator. And then they just try, they'll like either rush through the day trying to meet this coordinator's timeline or they miss things. You know what I mean? So So I'm like, absolutely. You love wedding coordinators, don't you? (laughs) Love them so much. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that's funny because, you know, a lot of the schedule should revolve around the photos because that's what, the couple cares about, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, so hitting the sunset, hitting the golden hour, hitting the yes, what, you know, I don't know all the different things y'all do, but <laughs> <laughs> sunset, golden hour, and sunrise. No, and that's the thing. <laughs> that's the only time you can take pictures, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It does. It takes more work on our end, but I have found that it has allowed communication because communication in any relationship, vendor relationships personal relationships communication is the end all i mean that is what you should be good at and work at constantly so if i if i walk into the day hoping or thinking they know what i'm thinking you're you're already losing you're already you're expecting them to know how you work and they don't and then they have expectations that you don't meet and unintentionally don't meet and it's just it's chaos so we prevent that now you know yeah, yeah, no, I like that. I think the wedding industry is maturing, and yeah. I'm curious to see how it how it all changes in the next, you know, five maybe two to five years, I guess. 
Oh yeah, I think there's going to be so many more smaller weddings now. Elopements, smaller weddings, destination weddings. People don't won't care as much about the production, I don't mm. think, or maybe. Yeah, I, I'm all. What I think is going to happen is that yeah, weddings will get smaller, but they'll become more fun because the guests have traveled from all over the country yes. to be there. So it's yes. like I think the guest experience or the guest count will drop, and the guest experience will be elevated. Absolutely. Um, so having things like I've suggested in the past, like a gelato cart or a craft popsicle cart or a wow. bourbon tasting or a what else do we have? Um, uh, I don't know, little donkeys with the beer on the side, the little beer burrows. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's uh, there's some fun opportunities for new creative businesses because of that. For um, sure. But yeah, I just hope we can have weddings more. this year, you know? <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, are you, doing, are you um, looking forward to all of your weddings for 2021? Yeah, yeah. We've got a very packed schedule. Uh, we still have one day where there's five weddings in one day what in may yeah, yeah so yeah. we're there's still some really we're, we still are pretty busy i'm just hoping the reschedules don't start oh my gosh I know, right? <laughs> i've already had two so i'm oh, like wow. let's Same. let's keep it low people um <laughs> but it's hard when you have like the, the one of them that rescheduled said that israel just had a shutdown and a lot of their family was coming from israel so they had wow. they were like well we you know, we want our family yeah. to come, so we have to reschedule. I'm like, that's fine. You know, we can we can figure that out. We can make it work, yeah, and it's understandable. Yeah. yeah. Tough though. Um, so, Erica, you know, talking about couples, what advice would you give to couples? You know, looking to tie the knot in, let's say, North Carolina, because I know you're living in Charlotte. But you do come up to yeah. Asheville to, to shoot sometimes. So, yeah. what, what advice would you give to couples? Um, so I would say. There's a lot of different ways I can answer this, but I would say the, the biggest looming thing I I would take away from all of the weddings I have shot and have experienced with brides, because I feel like I'm um, pretty empathetic. So um, I kind of carry the emotions of the day with the bride. And one thing I would say that I think would really change um, brides' perspectives on their day is for them to forget about everybody else's opinions. I think it's important that you sit down. You're first of all, it's a lot to take in. You're about to experience one of your favorite days in your whole lifetime. This is a huge day. So carry the, like, understand, give yourself grace for the fact that this is literally, this is a big deal. Um, but secondly, this is your day. So sit down, write down what you want your day to mean, write down words. Like I want my day to be romantic. I want it to be fun. I want it to be small, personal, I want it to feel like a huge party, whatever it is, um, write it all down and do it alone. Do not do it with any of your friends and, or with your, obviously with your fiance and stay true to that. I think that, um, I've seen one too many times the amount of people that allow other people's voices to kind of creep into their planning. And it's different having somebody help you plan if you need it. That's obviously a completely different scenario, mm -hmm. but to have somebody else kind of dictate what you should do, how many people you should have, um, what dress you should wear, what vibe you should go with. You know what I mean? And people kind of lose sight at that point, not because of anything they can help, but because they care about, they care about these people that are giving them opinions. And then they kind of lose sight of what they wanted their wedding day to mean and to look like. Wow. You know, I hear that from almost every interviewee 
So we all feel it. Yeah. 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 And I, I didn't, I don't really s- interact with the couple a lot on the day. Right. Cause they're busy doing, doing their thing. Um, yeah. and so I don't really see that happen, but mm-hmm. if y'all are, if you, all you, all you other vendors are saying it, like all you photographers <laughs> and planners, then it must happen. Like I, I just, yeah. I, I'm so, I really do my own thing. I don't, you know, I know everyone says that, that they do whatever they want, but like, I really don't care. And I just do what I want to do yes, with you're my life. But yeah. I, you know, not everyone's like that. People are affected by others' opinions and that's for sure. Real. So, so yeah. yeah, all the couples out there stick to your, stick to your dream about the wedding. Not, not someone for else. Sure. Um, yes, well, totally we need, agree. we need to wrap up here, Erica. Yeah. But uh, one last question I have for you is, do you have anything in the works for the future or how do you see your business moving forward in the next, you know, two to three years? Uh, that's a great question. I actually have been kind of in the reflecting phase of what I want 2021 to look like. And one exciting thing that I am 1000% going to dive into is presets. So um, I'm looking into developers right now that will create a preset that I can launch and have people kind of imitate the tones that I process um, currently. So I'm very excited about that. I think that will be amazing. And it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, Second thing would be workshops and content workshops. So um, having a gathering time for a lot of different photographers to come together and us get to know each other, finish the weekend off with several shoots, a big like learning time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like content workshops where I arrange several different shoots, probably somewhere destination and have photographers come out and I arrange the entire styling of every different shoot. And then they come out and shoot and um, get a bunch of content. So I think, I think I have a lot of really exciting things coming. I know that I do. And I'm really, I'm, I'm hopeful that they will all come to fruition this year. But maybe the next year. We'll see. Yeah. I love the workshop idea. I will yeah. totally, totally donate my truck to that if you need yes, it. Yes, please do. Um, Absolutely. I, I participated in one of those exact workshops back in, I believe, June or July. Oh, and awesome. it was so much fun. I mean, they're all, they so all fun. stayed in a house. They stayed actually yeah. at the, the venue at Mills River. Um, which nice. is a, a new venue. So it has a big house. They all slept in the house together, like yes. 10 of them. It's like a big party. <laughs> and then the the venue had a little pond. So they did canoe, you know, images and, yes. and, and they had uh, all Wait, these photographers. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. They had um, Mel Ray, who's kind of a, I call her the disco queen because she's like, <laughs> she's so about the retro d- disco Love life. It. And she, you know, she gave a really cool, um, uh, a cool uh, different perspective, you know, because it was yeah. so untraditional compared to what most mostly what I see in the wedding industry. And for sure, um, it was put on by uh, oh, I'm to- uh, Lord Justin. Justin, Lord Lord Justin is her Instagram handle. Anyway, um, Justin. Justin, yeah, she's she's oh, look her up. and she put it on. She organized it, and you know, she had an amazing style. She took some pictures of me. They but they all did. Oh, wow, so I got to use Where those. What was that? Have you posted them? Yeah, they're on my my Instagram. Somewhere. Okay, so those are from there. Okay, it's like that's me awesome. like solo in the field with a truck. Wow. <laughs> anyway, love that. But, we need some more photos of Bryce this year, right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but anyway, but but bottom line is that I think you would rock that, and I think you could have a lot of fun, and it would also shift things up for you. So instead of you know 
always shooting weddings. You could, you could do yeah. a workshop a, a whole week. I think so too. Yeah. You know? I think that's a great way to connect with people. And that's something that I feel like would come really naturally as mm-hmm. far as putting things together. Cause I love hosting parties anyways, just for friends. Mm-hmm. So I yes. think it will be a really, yeah. really awesome endeavor. I'm excited about and it. You asked so many deep questions so you could do all that. <laughs> <with> the- <laughs> well, it's just nice to have people in the industry because you, there's only so much that you can talk to current friends that are outside of it, you know, about. So even you and I, like, it's been really cool to connect with you because you just, mm-hmm. you just know exactly what I'm talking about and you have yeah. so many stories. So, yeah, well, that's what frienders are for. Erica. Yes. Frienders. I'm going to take that word with me into Charlotte. Do it. Do it. Thank, <laughs> you, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. Yeah, uh, it was a pleasure you. speaking with you and let me know next time you're in Asheville and we'll, we'll hang Absolutely. Out. Yes. Thank you so much, Bryce. You're awesome. And I'm so excited to work with you. I'm going to tell everybody, tell everybody about you so we can just have a team. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, right, Bryce. Erica. I appreciate it.